And we are live for another episode of the Blue Crocus Experience. Guys, I'm excited about this one. I say it on every show. I'm excited about the guests that we have on. I, I don't chat with people that uh, are going to waste your time or mine. Um, but I'm really excited about this one because this is a return uh, a return episode, a, a recurring theme here with, with Keith Calloway Sr. Um, I interviewed him. We were just chatting. I think I didn't check before we jumped on, um, but I think it was almost two years ago that we chatted. Um, I was a lot different person uh, then, and and I know you guys have had some some big growth. So, Keith, welcome to the show. Excited to have you back. Really excited to to just chat here today. Yeah, glad to be here. I love this. Awesome, awesome. So, you know, we we were saying too, um, you know, we could talk for for days about all kinds of things, um, but we are probably going to focus on the culture stuff that you guys have been building because you know you said that's something that that stuck out to you. Anybody who's been watching K and L um has seen has seen the culture develop has seen you know just what you put out on social media is is just a, a fraction i'm sure of what's actually happening behind the scenes um and this is something that we touched on the first time we chatted so i guess i'll back up a little bit too and say you know keith runs a paving company in in portland oregon um you know and they, they travel around and, and absolutely crush it out there but you guys have also focused a lot on people, you know, your customers and your clients. So if you want to just give people a quick background, you know, without diving into all the backstory that we, we talked about the first time. So if you guys want to, you know, know a little bit more about the history of, of Keith and, and the company, jump onto the first episode with him. But Keith, just for those who are, who are new here, give us a quick synopsis of what you do, where you are, and, and then we'll dive into some of the culture stuff. Well, we uh, own, like uh, Lewis said, we run and own, own and run a, a, a paving company uh, near Portland, Oregon. And we've gone from, uh, I think I looked at the numbers the other day. We've probably multiplied in the last uh, six and a half years, uh, 17 times. And, oh, that sounds great. I mean, man, that's what you live for, right? It's like, I want to build this thing. I want to grow it. I want to, that's going to be fantastic. But let me tell you, that has caused a lot of problems and uh, revealed a lot of problems. Um, one of the problems that revealed really fast is, was that uh, we needed to live outside of ourselves with our values and understand very clearly what we're about so that we, can be comfortable in our own, comfortable in our own business. Uh, we can't have other people hijacking who we are. And that's one of the things that we, uh, a few years ago, were very clear about is that we're gonna operate this way and here's the reason behind that. Mm -hmm. So that's that's kind of a, what we call culture around here. And so that's the synopsis, you know, we, we have, uh, we have goals of doubling yet again and within almost doubling within about three years more. So because of the cultural piece, we feel like there's, we feel like there's some confidence behind that goal because we bring good people in. Um, some of them, many of them are coming to us and we can get into that in a moment, but that, that gives us the energy to say that if we doubled again, within three years that we're not going to get basically mowed over by it. Yeah. Like it's not going to, it's not going to kill us to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause a lot of people, you know, they look at revenue and they're like, that's incredible. You know, 
I'm going to double. And, and sometimes that snuffs out the candle, you know, cause there's, there, there are a lot of problems with scaling. I mean, I've seen that just since we've chatted, you know, I, I think it was just me when we chatted. Um, and now there's, you yes. know, four or five people on the team and, and there's, it's brought out a lot of stuff in me. It's brought out a lot of stuff, <laughs> uh, you know, in, in the way we operated. Um, and so I'm excited to get into that, but I'm, I'm just going to touch on, got a few people watching Kyle, uh, is here, Christopher, Dan, Dan's uh, in Vancouver, Washington, so he's right beside you guys there. Oh, good, love to meet but, you. Uh, yeah, no, appreciate everyone who's showing up. And if you guys have questions too, as you're as you're um, listening here and as we're talking, drop them in the comments, and we'll uh, we'll try and address them um, as we go through. But yeah, Keith, you, you you mentioned the the scaling stuff, and and I think that a lot of people who are growing a company are going to feel the pain and the the growth. And you know, I mean, you can you can address it as an awesome thing, or you can address it as something that that sucks and you want to get out of business, but you know, I want to go back to, you said you, you got clear on where you're going. Um, and I think that we can see that we can see that you guys are, from my perspective, it's you're super people oriented. Um, and, and very much, you know, looking to, to better people's lives. Um, so, so talk a little bit about that and, and help people who are listening, understand what that looks like from your perspective. Yeah. Well, some of our backstory is, uh, I won't go way back, but six, six and a half years ago, Keith Jr., who is my business partner, and I think most of the guys on this call right now will know, will know who he is because he's, he's on uh, social media and putting stuff out there. He's probably more well-known than I am in most circles, actually, but he got clean and sober uh, six and a half years ago. That's a whole other story, probably for a whole hour of podcast or something, probably more than that. But, but what that meant for us is that, is that because he's a pretty good recruiter, what was he recruiting? He was recruiting that are all people that are also in recovery of some kind, alcohol, drugs. They might not have that issue, but they were out of prison. And, you know, he might have met them there or knew somebody that knew them. And so the kind of folks that we started bringing in, six and a half years ago were the kind that the rest of society doesn't really want. And our industry attracts those anyway, to some degree, you know, the, the outside, the doing the work outside, the kind of the grimy jobs, the, the dirty jobs, so to speak, yeah. our industry and in construction in general attracts that kind of people that paving is one of those that's off a lot that way. And so we decided at that point that without even knowing it, we had made a cultural decision that when we bring these people in, many of them have been in prison or in drugs since their teen years, and they literally don't have what it takes to do life. They don't know how to budget. They have no idea what to do with a paycheck when they get it. And six and a half years later, I would say we have a very long list now of, of ways that we've helped people understand what it takes to do the real life. Cool. Cool. And, and along with that, some of that is a little bit of spiritual counsel, uh, a little bit of uh, discipline, counsel on discipline. Like if you want to have a good life, you literally can't go drinking every weekend. This is not what, you know, and, and so you have to live a certain way. One of our core values is being purposeful and the way we kind of put that out in front of our people consistently, constantly is that the way you do one thing is actually the way you do everything. Yeah, you know, there's some gaps in that, that as a theory, as a philosophy, 
But it's true. If you if you leave trash all over your personal car, you're not going to you're not going to treat our company vehicles very well or vice versa. And that'll dovetail eventually into your relationships. You're going to leave a mess there too. And so we're always talking about being a consistent, a steady person. Decide what you want to be and be steady. And if you need help figuring it out, number one, and then implementing it, number two, we're all about that. So we will help you. That's huge. That's huge. So so you've basically, would you say more focus is put on the personal development side of your employees to grow them as people and, and as, you know, functioning members of your team or is it on training the the skills because i think that you know there, there's skills side and then there's you know the the side of growing people and, and a lot of people focus just on the skills side and then they're like well you know the, there's a lot of stuff that bleeds through because of that you know that philosophy that you just mentioned of, of one way the way you do one thing is is the way that you're gonna pretty well do everything um so when it comes to i know you shared some stories on our first call uh, about you know some of the things that you did to to help people. I don't know if there's a couple anecdotes that you might be able to share on ways that you guys come together and, and help people grow as people, while also being you know their their employer. Well, I will. Yes, I do. So you know the answer to the question you asked originally in this you know, a few sentences ago is is it about skills or is it about is it about life and you know and how you're going to live your life? And of course, the answer is it's about how you're going to live your life. Because if you have traction, if you get traction, if you have a better life, you're going to be happier when you come to work. You're happier when you come to work. You're going to produce more for us. So it's circular, right? And so we understand that. You know, if you treat the people well, they treat you well. With more respect, they, they produce more. And all those things that are they're just true. Um, but we... We really spend a lot of time on a couple of things in particular, tools that we use, and I, I can probably give some of those, and people that watch, they might like those. Uh, we uh, plagiarized, it's not plagiar plagiarism probably, because uh, Brian over at uh, Top Contractor School gives us a form that we can use freely uh, called How You Want to Be Coached. And that is an insight into the person. It's actually fairly easy to, uh, to fill out for most people. Mm -hmm. uh, it does tend to create a little bit of an expectation that what they say there is going to be how they're treated, how they're treated. Yeah. And so there's, so you have to be careful how you do it. You do have to have a check-in. You can't just have them write it down and nothing happens with it. And so you have to be careful how you use it. But so that's one tool that we had our team do that this year. My goal as kind of uh you know, the founder around here, the old guy, uh, is to is to check back in. That's my goal for second quarter is to check back in on that particular form and mm -hmm. what was written there and why. Yeah. And it's really more about them being heard than it is about us changing what we do to, to manage what's on that piece of paper. They just want to be heard and know that they're seen. Yeah. And, and then another tool we use is uh, the smarter method of going through a goal setting. And anybody who know the smarter method, you can you can go online and find it. So it's not rocket science. It just is a tool that we sit down. I, I have a goal setting time with every one of our employees every year. Wow. Wow. And we talk And that about would be it. like personal goals, right? It would be a personal goal and and 
I get a personal goal from them, and then I ask them to, to talk to me about a work goal uh, and, you know, what they want to do in their career in some cases. And many times they're related. Uh, I just talked to a general, uh, one of our younger guys yes, uh, yesterday, and he and his goal, he's new, so I just kind of went through the form for him. And his goal was to buy, his personal goal was to buy a new truck. And he thinks he can do that this year. He wants to buy a new truck. But his, his goal on the job, in his job is to, is to go from raking, which is what we have him doing, to understanding how to run the paver. He already had it figured out that that's going to create more value for him and probably get him a raise. So he already knew that. And I said, well, which one do you think is more relevant to your life this year? And he said, well, if I want the truck, I probably need more money. So let's talk about this other one. And I usually let them help me make that decision, which is going to have the biggest relevance to your life. And then I make sure that the goal is very specific, that we can break it into pieces. And we, we spend, typically it's close to an hour. Hmm. And you wow. can imagine that it goes some funny places sometimes. It goes to some places that are a little deeper, a little more painful. I've seen a lot of tears. I've seen a little bit of anger. I've seen some, some from a lot of frustration. Uh, about about getting traction in certain areas of someone's life, but but the best part is that they are being seen, they are being heard in that moment, and so that's that's a really good tool we use. I do it as part of that tool. Probably the most important piece to me is first of all listening, but then the second important piece is that I write down their midpoint. What do you think your midpoint is for accomplishing that goal, so that I can check back in, see if you're on track. See if there's any way I can help you or just encourage you to keep going the way you're going. And we set a date that I check back in with them and I That's put those cool. in my calendar. And sometime during that week, I'll go to a job site or I'll pull them into the office or, or somehow just say, you know, this is what you said. How are you doing on that? And often it comes up just organically before I even get to that date. Mm-hmm. But They'll be like, hey, you know, I reached my goal or, you know, yeah, or I'm, I'm, you know, you're going to be talking to me in a month anyway, but I want you to know, I feel like I'm halfway there now. That's and I'm awesome. like, man, that's great. You know, and sometimes by the time you get the best part, another good part of it is that sometimes they'll set a goal sitting down there with me and they'll realize within a month or two that it actually isn't really the one they want. And then they have some of the equipment, the tools it takes to change it for themselves and say, actually, I'm changing it to this. And it isn't always bigger. Sometimes it's a little, call it smaller, so that it's realistic and attainable. Hmm. Uh, for instance, a guy wanted to rent a bigger house. He's, he's, he's got a big family, you know, whatever. And he, but he realized that if he spends one year this year in the house that they're in with the cheaper rent, he can actually probably buy a house perhaps next year. So he changed his own goal because he saw it differently. That's awesome. Yeah. And this is, you know, I think, I think for, I mean, it's funny you brought up the, uh, how you want to be employed because I literally learned about that last night on Kyle and Cam Roberts, uh, podcast. They were no, doing, how you want to uh, be coached. Yeah. How you want to be coached. Yeah. Um, and, and they had shared that, uh, Cam Roberts had shared the format, and um, so it, it's really interesting that I'm, you know, hearing it again. So there's there's uh, there's something to be said for that. But that is that's really powerful. And I think um, if you want to send that over, what you guys use, 
um, I'll even include it in the show notes if, if, if that's something that uh, is of interest to you um, to, to share with people. But there's what, what I was thinking is, as they were talking last night, and as you were bringing that up again today, is a lot of us just go through life. Um, a lot of people as employees, a lot of people as business owners, we just go through life, right? And so having someone, like in your case, have them even think about what their goals are and then touch in on those goals, that's huge. People pay big money to have people that do that, um, you know, to to have someone that's doing that and, and you're providing that service for the for the employees. That's That's amazing. Well, what we've discovered is that there's certain things we'll put money and time into. Everybody does. They prioritize their, their dollars and their, their time. Those things are both finite. And what we have realized through trial and error is that if we put time into the people, then the people put time into, into us and, and into, mm -hmm. into what we're growing here. And they're not opposed. And then it gives them a level of trust that when they have something to say, then then of course we working on that. We're always working on that and make sure they have a place to come back and say, Hey, I'd like to make some suggestions or so-and-so's being a, you know, well, you know, fill in the blank. Right. <laughs> and some of those things aren't always positive, but then yeah. we can go back to some of the goal setting and what the, how do you want to be coached things and say, okay, well, how does it relate to your part of this? You know, That's if, amazing. If, you know, if you understood them better, would that would that how would this change how would this situation change and then how could you lead that situation to res to resolution and not have to involve the rest of us in yeah. it yeah and, and of course we want that growth in the people as much as we want them to get a bigger house or you know all those other things yeah and, and i think there's like there there's something to be said for for you taking the time to to chat with each person like you guys have how big is your crew right now well, we we did a company retreat in North Carolina in conjunction with the National Pavement Expo. And the retreat was about two and a half days. We had a couple other companies join us there, which is a completely different model. We can get into that another time, too. It was super fun. It revealed some things and helped us learn also. But we took 27 people across the country. Uh, there was four people on our team that either had just joined or couldn't come because of health issues or something. So four people were here since then we've onboarded, um, uh, two more and we have, uh, I think four more coming in the next month because we're kind of gearing up for the season. So we'll be, we'll be at, uh, 30, 36 or 37 within the next couple of months. That's amazing. That's amazing. So, so this is how you treat the people that are there and how does that translate into your hiring? Cause you said you just hired a couple of new people. What does that look like? Are you guys desperately like canvassing like on the spot for people? Um, you know, I see people, they need someone now. And so they're, they're desperate. They throw it up on Indeed. They post on Facebook and get, you know, their friends and family that usually don't end up working well. Talk a little bit about that process for you guys. Okay. So it's some of it's a long burn. You know, it's some of it you can't fix tomorrow, but I will say that, that if you post uh, anything, even if it's just live videos on Facebook and Instagram, uh, and people are seeing those, especially people in your, in your, the indus your industry, uh, then once they find out that you're hiring, there's a level of trust there. They mm -hmm. feel like they know something about you. Mm -hmm. 
and you know whether it's how we do things the production how we look the fact that our trucks all match you know they know little details and yet in their mind in your and my mind it takes us to the next level like we're starting to trust yeah. so so a uh, couple of stories real fast on on just recruiting last year we our my crew kind of bumped into another crew i mean you know, they were on the same street and doing a little bit different type of work but they were on the same street and that crew crew leader came over and talked to keith jr and they met each other and nothing really happened from it so this year we were we decided we wanted to hire um, a couple of mid-level management so we actually we actually hired a recruiter to help us mm-hmm. Well, that guy was contacted by the recruiter and because he knew of us and had seen us on social media and met Keith Jr., he applied and he's now on our team and he's one of our greatest assets. That's amazing. That all happened within the last couple of months. Matter of fact, his first day here was when we got in the van at 3 a.m. to go to the airport to go on that to that retreat. That was his first day working for us. So he felt invested in the moment he started. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and for him, if I understand it right, he he assumed this would be the case because he already knew. Because he saw it, he, he saw, saw it bleeding through. Already. He saw it already. So for him, once the job offer came, we worked out the dollar dollars and cents part of it. Then it was then it was a lot easier for him to make the decision to move over here. Hmm. Um, so we we have hired recruiters, and we've gotten a couple. We've got some help from them. Um, but in every case, they already knew of us, at least the, the local marketing, guy. The marketing, right. if you will, had started, you know, long yeah. ago, right? The, the two, three, almost three years now of videos and, uh, and then the, the posts that we do live out in the, out in the field and these kinds of things, all of that really matters. Yeah. And you don't and have it, matters, to, it matters to your clients, you know, your, your potential clients and customers, but also, and, the, and this is something I hear from people, you know, more and more is. How you show up to your clients is how you show up to potential employees. So, you know, make the same message for everyone and and it's incredible what can happen. And I think that's a testament. I mean, if you guys haven't followed, I'll put links in in the show when this goes live as a podcast, but check out their KNL's Facebook, check out their their website. There's stories, there's interviews with employees. Um, And so we get to see, you know, a a smidgen of, of the behind the scenes and you guys, you guys bleed red at KNL. You, you, you make it, you make it happen. And there's, I mean, um, in our first podcast, we 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 talked about um, some stuff where you know you've you've had to interact with with um, employees and and you had to help them toe the line and and some of them left the crew because they just didn't align and some of them became even stronger. I think one of the guys we chatted about in the first one he left and then came back because he's like, you know, I need to be a part of this family again. Yeah, yeah, we've had we had one guy here that's actually really good for our culture. Once he figured his life out a little bit. Yeah. He's actually he's actually back on his fourth chance, <laughs> uh, which typically we don't go that deep with him. But that one, he he was he really it was it worked and it was it was right what he did. Mm-hmm. He needed to separate for a while, get his brain together. Yeah. yeah. So in regards to hiring crew people, our crew. So the best the best one of the stories I love to tell is I had a guy one of my crew come up to me in the middle of summer last year and we were needing a couple more people because we were we were just you know we were really cranking and we need this needed more fresh people to energize the group right and 
so we told, we made an announcement. Yeah, we needed it. And so he walked up to me and he said, yeah, I got a cousin that needs a job. And then I didn't say anything. He looks at me, turns, looks me straight in the eyes. And he says, he waited about five seconds and he said, never mind, and walked away. Well, it's a funny story because he did that, but what was he doing in his own mind? He was trying to picture his cousin on one of our job sites. Yeah. And did that guy fit? Is he going to be a hard worker? Is he really going to be an asset or is he going to drag us down? And he was picturing that in his mind for about five seconds. And then he realized that his cousin would not be a good fit. And the conversation ended at that point. And I thought that was, that was probably my hallmark moment of recruiting because the right guy, the wrong guy didn't come in. And saved everyone a, he- a load of headache. saved everyone a headache. And him having to fire his own cousin, you know? Yeah. It, it essentially, is the way it would have gone, probably. is like, no, nah, he's not a fit. And he would have been the first to know it. That's so, huge. So when we tell our guys, yeah, we're looking for people, they already know what we mean. What kind of people are we looking for? Do they share our core values? I've told you one of our core values on this podcast. We, we have four others, and we talk about them all the time. They're up in front of them. They're on posters. They're, we, I give a core value spotlight in all of our meetings, not in, in every meeting I attend. I give, whether it's a sales meeting or a production meeting, I give a core value spotlight. Like, let's think of it this way, guys. And, and I make sure that it's in front of everybody all the time. Wow. So what do you do um, shifting a little bit from, from the culture? Cause Keith, as a person, there's, there's a lot going on in, in you to, to lead the charge, you know, Keith, Keith uh, Jr. As well. I see both of you putting a lot of work into developing yourselves. Um, the faith aspect of this is huge for you guys. How does that all come together? What does, what do, does your, how are you pouring into yourself to then pour into the, to the crew? Um, Cause that's something that, you know, speaks to me as, as a, a leader um, and, and I'm watching you guys and I'm watching how, how you do it. And, and so I'd love for, for you to share a little bit, a few nuggets from that. Yeah. Well, personal develop, development to me is there's two prongs to it. I've met a lot of people that kind of got into it and, and though they became more disciplined, they became a lot harder to be around. And, and so I kind of take it a little slower in regards to personal development. I want to know my why behind it every time. Yeah. Like, why am I thinking about this particular thing? Like I heard a, I would hear a, a talk by Les Brown or, or Ed Milet or something, and there's a lot of energy behind it. And so I'll consider what I'm hearing and I'll say, how does that fit into my life? Mm-hmm. And I filter that through, through my faith, through the fact that, that these values didn't come out of a vacuum. They didn't come off a piece of paper. They came because I actually already lived them. Mm-hmm. And when it came to the morals and ethics of how I'm going to run my business, those were developed in some cases decades ago. And they're still, they're still, you know, they're still, I'm still working on them because the world is different. And so where are we going to land on certain things? Still working on that. But in regards to personal development, uh, it's super important. We've got to have input. 
I listened while I was taking a run this morning. I listened to a book on uh, on sales. I don't do sales in my company, and yet I'm one of my company's greatest evangelists. So basically, I do sales. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I also I also thought, man, this book would be really good for this sales team, for mine, because there's some really good stuff here. Now they're going to have to throw some things out. Also, I work with another sales team at another company, and I'm like, okay, there's at least some pieces in this that they can use too. Yeah. Personal development is probably not really the right word because it's personal, yes, but if it's not affecting others, then it's actually kind of pointless. I love that. That's that's so good. Yeah. So, you know, my, my wife is always talking about those, those personal development people, you know, they come in and they say all these things. And, and some of the people that are the most adamant about personal development literally come off like they're the biggest jerk in the world. Mm-hmm. And we've actually met some of these people at a couple of the conferences we've been to. And we're like, yeah, that person is not pleasant to be around. And yet there are some of the, like one of the most highly disciplined persons that we know, we think, at least that's what they show on social media. Yeah. Well, then what, then what was the point behind it? If, if you're not gaining, like I know you, being a father is very important to you, Lewis. Yeah. And, and of course it should be. But if being a good father is personal to you and it's not, it's not helping your kids, then what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Is it a, is it a social media father? Is it someone who's actually there? You know, yeah. and that, that's a, that's something I'm growing in and learning. Yeah. That's uh, I love that line. That's uh, it's still resonating with me, you know, personal development. If it doesn't affect other people, it's, it's useless. And I, I might even add selfish um, yeah. and, and a waste of time, you know, cause yeah, that's a, uh, that's a nugget right there that I'm going to take away for sure. Yeah. So, so because I, I am into personal, put it in quotes, into personal development. I go slow. Mm-hmm. I learned years ago, years ago when all my kids were little, my wife and I went to a marriage conference. Uh, no, it was a parenting conference in this case. And we took away a few things, but most of the concepts that were shared there, we really didn't, didn't agree. Now, part of it was, is that you know, the average number of kids in the home back then was two and a half or three or whatever the average number was. We had seven. So automatically our culture in our house is going to look different. Right. And so we have to throw some things out that works for somebody with two or three kids. It's not going to work for us. So that was obvious uh, up front, but, but we were thankful we went because we did gain something. And that taught me some things about when I dig in on something or when I volunteer to go get taught, look for the things I can use because probably there's many things in there that I won't use or I'm not ready to use. And if I try to do something that's a high discipline thing and I'm not ready, then I'm going to fail and it's going to probably affect people around me also negatively. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's uh, that's huge. And I know, you know, you had the seven kids, but you always had like 20 other kids living with you guys too, right? (laughs) Yeah. Matter of fact, we have, we have, uh, somebody living with us currently. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, to, to kind of, I'm, I'm loving this, uh, this chat here and, and I wish we had longer, but I know that, um, I watched a video of you guys and I don't remember which, um, which conference it was at, but you, 
received an award. I believe Brian was giving you the award. I don't know if it was the TCS uh, conference or not, but your wife came up, you spoke uh, really, really sweetly about her. And then, and then she talked a little bit, but as I've watched you guys and gotten to know you guys a little bit over the last couple of years, she's an integral part in the, in the business and the culture and everything. And how does that, um, how does that play out and, and how can someone get someone like your wife, you know, not as a, as a partner necessarily, but like she, she seems like she's the unsung hero in the background. Would you agree? Well, that's an easy way to say it, but what I alluded, what I alluded to in that, in that conversation with, about her is that she's, she's not in the background. She isn't out on the job sites, but, but when the guys come in the office to pick up their paychecks or deliver their paperwork for the week or whatever, she is, she sees them, mm-hmm. you know, and that doesn't mean that every week there's a deep conversation, but when one of them is struggling and there's, you know, she's got a good sense for what's going, you know, that something's off a little bit. And she's, I've always called her the mother of the world. Like mothers have instincts. And, and since we're like family around here, she feels like their mother and she wants to, she wants to make sure they're okay. And those, yeah. those conversations sometimes go real deep real fast she she doesn't go slow when it comes to that you know she knows that time is limited we all have lives to go go to so so she'll often pull them off to the side or just have a conversation literally we're pretty open around here so we're gonna have a conversation we can have it in front of others that's fine unless it goes a certain particular direction yeah you know yeah. and but she is not just integral she's she's basically i don't know i, I don't know what we would do without her honestly I know I could see I could see the emotion on your face there, and that uh, it affected me as, as a listener. I hope it you know other people see this. And man, this is uh, I'm, I'm looking at the time here, and, and, and I do have to run, so it, it's uh, a bit of a shame. I think we're gonna have to do a, a repeat here in about a month uh, once yeah. once the baby comes, because we've got uh, we haven't chatted often enough. Uh, no, I think is is what this drives home uh, for me is you know even if it's not on there, we've got a we've got a connect because I appreciate the insights you bring. I appreciate, you know, watching you guys grow and and I see the lives that are being impacted in the industry. You know, you're raising the bar in the industry. You're raising the bar for me, you know, of of what it means to be a a parent, Um, you know, and and you're raising the bar with customer service and employee employees and all of that. And so it's, I've really enjoyed this case. It's, it's, um, I I always enjoy our chats tremendously. What's the best way for people to find you Um, and maybe touch on the fact you said you were mentoring another uh, team there as well. What, what is, you know, the, the things that you have on the go now that people can connect with you and, you know, potentially even have you pour into their company. Well, it's going to probably sound weird to some people this coming out of my house, my mouth, because I'm, I'm very, I'm all about the culture and about the relationships, but it's hard to have good relationships if you don't have good processes and systems and good expectations. It's so hard. It just makes everything harder than, than the relationships suffer for it. Yeah. So I would encourage business owners to get some help in that area. If you're not, if you're not, you know, kind of leaning that direction Yeah. Uh, mentally, get some help, get some processes that, and they don't, they can be core processes. They don't have to dial in on every single thing. But that's going to matter a lot. And one of the things we're doing now that we're growing is I'm looking for more people to help me with that culture side. Mm-hmm. Like, who am I going to pass certain things to? Because at some point, I'm not going to have the capacity. So, so always be looking forward. 
Uh, one of the things I write in my planner every day is one of my, is one of the things I just write down is have a 10 year, keep looking at my 10 year plan. Wow. You know, I'm almost 59 years old and I need a 10 year plan really bad. Mm -hmm. You know, otherwise I could just, I could just spin off into things that aren't really important. Yep. My time is limited. Well, it, everybody's is, but my time is limited. So I need to make sure I'm using it the best I can. So I need to mentor. I need to put other people in place and the things that are important. And I need to do my thing really well mm -hmm. as I'm moving, you know, as I'm moving along and to make sure I have goals. Like I'm asking everybody else to have. I love that. I love that. It comes back to, you know, we're going to have to come up with a different word because now you've kind of changed my perspective on personal development, I think, or, or shifted it to something that I already knew and, and just put your finger on it. Um, but, you know, personal development is what we're going to have to use for now, you know, pouring into yourself, taking yourself, you know, a, a mile down the road so that you can then lead, lead others and, and do that. So Keith, this has been amazing. This has been, been fantastic to catch up. Um, we're going to, we're going to leave people with that. I'll catch up uh, with you quickly off air, but uh, appreciate you coming on and uh, appreciate you sharing. Happy to do it. We'll do it again. Awesome.